discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we're going to talk about Janet Jackson's Every Time. My name is Courtney, and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey, Cam. This week, we are a little late recording because we had a death in the family. Certainly going to miss Uncle Will. He was an all-around good dude. I hate it was for these reasons, but you know... We, it gave us a chance to see each other since it's been, what, two years? Yeah, it's been two years. You're still looking good. It runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like last time, this week's discussion will be a little bit shorter so we can get everything in. Um, so let's talk about our beloved receiving the Global Icon Award from uh, MTV in Europe. Yes. Yeah. She was in Bilbao, Spain on November 4th. Yes. And her performance once again was Icon. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised. I, there was, I didn't know what to expect because we've now seen Made for now a couple times, but it was circulating on the internet that there would be a medley. So I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it definitely wasn't what I expected. <laughs> definitely wasn't what I expected either because I was like mm, this is probably gonna be the same concept from like the late show and things like that but she actually puts uh, a few surprises in there for us. definitely first thing you noticed was well obviously the costumes and that entrance like that that entrance was amazing um, when she stepped out there barefoot I don't ever recall Janet performing barefoot. Yeah, not since I think in the All For You video was the only time I can remember her being barefoot. And I don't remember her loving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if she didn't like it, she didn't let us know. Yeah, I mean, it looked amazing. Her entrance was amazing. Um Someone said that, you know, how she had that long trail of fabric, kind of very reminiscent of what she did in 2004 at the BET Awards. Uh, but someone said that it was Gil and Preston who were holding the fabric for her, like, off stage. So I was like, oh, that's so, so cute. Got the whole family together. Yeah, between that and the fire and the drums, I was like, yeah, Janet done changed it up on us again. Yes, I loved it. You know, we everyone has been screaming for more production and she really gave it to us here with the drums and the pyrotechnics that we used to get from some of her earlier tours. Uh, but also just with the drama in the costumes, there was a little there was a little S&M kind of bondage thing going on. They're a little bit, but also you can certainly see like the tribal and the African kind of influences in the costumes as well. So it was really quite interesting. Yeah. And I like the way that she incorporated Rhythm Nation. Uh, that mix. Oh, yeah. I want a mix. I want a copy of that mix. Yeah, <laughs> that was fire. That was actually my favorite part. Like those 30 seconds where Rhythm Nation happened. I was like, yeah, this is basically the highlight for me. But also on that all for you kind of in that medley section with the transition i'm gonna just put it out there jan outdanced everybody on that stage janet was like in in her beast mode she was i was i watched it a couple times and i can't even take away because the dancers and you know i've talked about this before like this group isn't like precision isn't exactly the thing that they do like they're fun they have energy like we just love them um but janet like i was watching i was like are they're not together but who's not right and you're never gonna say it's not janet but she was on beat like janet was on beat 
she was fire and it looked good but she was just dusting them kids i was like wait for the babies mama <laughs> you think she had a red bull listen <laughs> she had something i got that b12 red bull gives you wings <laughs> Yeah. Were you surprised that the daddy Yankee wasn't there? I was a little surprised. I kind of did expect to see him. Um, but I was okay with him not being there. You know, it was her time to shine. Right. And I think through the uh, floor, they actually like played his little part. Yes. And I thought that was really creative too. The way that they showed him um, kind of in the floor and the way they showed the video. So I can't imagine what it'd be like to be in there. They did a great job. Um, with the television, like delivering it through the TV, because if you recall the Billboard Awards, when she did that fire performance, they kept cutting to the audience. And so we missed a lot of Janet, but apparently her team got them straight or maybe they just knew better and, and didn't need to be gotten straight. I don't know, but there was no cutting away to the audience. The camera was always in the right place at the right time. It was just really good. But then again, it's MTV. They know how to treat Janet. Yeah, they know how to do a live performance. This performance was really special for the dancers, too. So I want to read the whole thing, but um, her I got this off her Instagram, Allison Claire 42 and she was just, she typed, Tonight, I am in tears. This kind of performance is exactly what I dreamed of doing. And doing it with people I know I will be friends with for effing life is <laughs> just absolutely surreal i love this family so damn much i can't believe this happened i'm so thankful thank you so 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 much and then she tags gill and janet and state of the world kids for constantly making working with y'all the best experience of my career i am on cloud and looks like one billion <laughs> and so i was just thinking about that like when you're watching the performance and like these kids are all living their dream and can you imagine being there on a stage with the person who is getting an icon award and you're a part of that. And have you noticed that everyone, pretty much everyone that works with Janet is always like, they're just grateful. Every time they just, I'm grateful. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I'm cherishing this moment. My favorite part of her coming out was when she looked, when they handed her that award and it started bouncing around <laughs> her face. <laughs> was priceless i'm sitting there watching that thing like oh that's going straight to the storage shed <laughs> i really want to know who the who designs these awards yeah i was like yeah this i was like her face is telegraphing that this one is not going to the house <laughs> and sometimes you can't hide your facial expressions <laughs> she's not responsible for it <laughs> so no don't blame her on it but her speech once again was top notch. I really felt like this speech was like the most personal speech she's given um this year to me. I just love like the fact that she once again shined light on women's rights and especially when it comes to physical and verbal abuse. I just want to quote what she or just a little line that she said in her speech and I quote she says I am one of these women women who have been gagged both literally and emotionally women who have been abused, women who have been intimidated, women who have lived in fear. I stand with you. You are my sisters. That touched me. Once again, I applaud Janet for just using a moment where she could have been like me, me, me to say us, 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 unity and love. So, yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you, that really struck me, uh, particularly the line when she said, um, 
women who have been gagged both literally and emotionally. And I just thought, you know, it's, it's probably impossible for us to imagine all that she's really been through. You know, we think we know her, but she is such a private person. And you just, you know, you're not going to tell the world everything. But I had to say a little extra prayer because I, I, you know, I think that probably even more has happened to her than even what all she has shared with us. Um, and for her to still be up kicking, going strong, giving us fierce, fiery performances, being the best dancer on the stage, you know, 40 years into this game. I mean, you just got to recognize and give props where props are due. Like she is an amazing woman. She's amazingly giving, amazingly talented. Um, and like you said, she, again, used a moment that should have been all about her um, to shine light on others. And that's really one of my favorite things about her. If you ask why I will forever be a fan, that's the reason why. That she never misses a moment to uplift, um, to use her platform for good. Kudos, kudos. And I really want to talk about that outfit that Janet wore during her acceptance speech. I thought the onesie from the performance was interesting choice, but what she wore for her speech really stood out to me, particularly because it was a shirt, t-shirt of Dr. Strange Love. Mm-hmm. Jace Rowe at Glenn J. Rowe pointed out that it might have been a reference to Dr. Strange Love, which is basically a movie about an unstable military leader getting control of nuclear weapons. When Jenna has a big stage like this, it feels like nothing is happenstance. Everything makes a statement, even though she's known to be more socially conscious than political. This felt like a very political statement to me. And, you know, she made another statement, too. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to let that go without saying something. Only Janet Jackson could wear a vibrator around her neck on international television like it's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a piece by T. Chang. And honestly, it was really kind of fly. And it was so on brand for Janet. Kind of kinky, but classy, too. <laughs> I love that Janet reminds us that she's still that girl. <laughs> I almost missed it, but thank God for Twitterverse. Jan stands don't miss nothing, and I love it. Speaking of Jan stands, before we get into this week's song, want to thank some of the Jan fam that's been leaving us messages on our Twitter and SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, some recent shouts came from Tabloid Junk, Hasa, and uh, maybe one of my favorite Twitter handles, Auntie is trying, <laughs> um, right? And Blue Phoenix Eight as well. We read all of your messages and we appreciate you. If you are listening, let us know so we can say thank you. Now, let's get into this week's song and stay tuned for part two of our awesome interview with Kelly Alexander. All right, so let's get into this song. Every time. And for me, this song is personal uh, just because it talks about uh, a person's fear of falling in love. <laughs> and I've been there before. <laughs> Sometimes I fall in love too fast. Sometimes I um, overthink love and it just still doesn't work out. So <laughs> I definitely felt the words of this song. This song was on the Velvet Rope and it was released in November 17, 1998. And I think it was the sixth single from that 
album, which I only just learned because honestly, even though I know I've seen the video, I didn't make the connection to a single. I was like, I don't recall ever in my life even once hearing this song on the radio. So I didn't really think of it as a single. Um, but also for me, it's a little, it's, it was a little out of place for me on the Velvet Rope album. I guess in the way that it's so self-reflective, it's not. This song was, to me, it's kind of underrated as a ballad. I know Janet's fans, we appreciate the realness in this song. Um, it didn't do quite as well as a, as a song like I Get So Lonely. But still, just being on the Velvet Rope, I think it was just just a way to touch you know every emotion and especially when it comes to love there's so many emotions and with her whispery vocals and just the words I mean it kind of just takes you to another place of how we all feel when we're you know looking for that special someone yeah definitely I think the song is truly relatable um like you said it's really that song about you know that fear of all of the questions and the confusion and all of that stuff that comes at the beginning of a relationship. Am I moving too fast? Or um, is this real? Or am I going to be hurt again? Like this song really captures all of that. And I think the way that Janet delivers it, um, you know, the way she sings the song, kind of the emotions that you can hear in her voice. Like it's exact. it's, you feel this song. Um, and it's written uh, again by the team, Janet, Terry, Jimmy, and then also Renee as well. And I think it is one of her most well-crafted, like straight up ballads. I'm talking like, you know, a song that someone could like sit at a piano and sing at a recital or something like just a straight up ballad. I think it's one of her very best. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, her voice is very flawless and it's very sensuous. Um, it even the song itself got you no know, great reviews from critics, uh, especially like Billboard magazine. Um, they were very positive, stating that you no know, every time ranks as one of Janet's most memorable ballads. Um, even put it up there with uh, "Let's Wait a While" and again, which I mean, "Let's Wait a While" is my jam. Clap. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> I just, I knew it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I feel like that's a scotch too far. Um, I have no issues with this song, but honestly, it's not one that I would ever seek out. Like if it comes on, if it's I'm in the car and it comes on the changer or whatever, that's fine. I'm never I'm not gonna skip it. Uh, but it's not a song that I often think about. I think it's a great song. Trust me. It's one of those songs where you probably want to drink some wine and light some candles. And I think a part of it, uh, the reason why we probably, you know, this song probably sometimes gets uh, overlooked is just because I get so lonely, which was such a banger. And then to follow it up with other singles, it just got no, it just got lost with the rotation of the other CD and with the singles that were coming out. Um, it's not on. I'm gonna be honest. I like the song. It's not on my quiet storm or my slow jam playlist. But it's it's not. But I do think I do appreciate you know her bearing her soul in the song. It reminds me like it's absolutely melodic. Like I don't have a complaint about the song. I want to be clear about that. Like there's nothing wrong with the song. Like. The melody is awesome. The 
piano is awesome. Janet's voice is awesome. Everything is fantastic. Um, but it just sounds to me kind of like a song that like you would hear in an elevator or like, is it playing like a, a music box with a ballerina spinning inside? Like it's not, I don't want to say it's not special because it is special because of, I think the lyrical content and it just being so relatable. Um, and, and I think that almost anybody who's ever experienced a relationship can find a connection in it. So that makes it special. But it it's kind of a run-of-the-mill ballad. But there is a remix to this song that I only just heard for the first time recently. Uh, it's the Jam and Lewis Disco remix. And it's kind of fly. I, if you have not heard this, I would suggest you check it out. <laughs> well, with, you know, with Terry and Jimmy... They'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like it should go. Because, like, it's a disco. It's like a bouncy house beat. And then it's the vocals are exactly unchanged. But it works. And let's talk about the video, which was beautifully done by director Matthew Ralston with a little help of from Robert Schultz. Yeah, apparently Robert Schultz was like a renowned underwater photographers which makes sense since the video is just mostly naked janet and water (laughs) (laughs) like when you see the video um uh you definitely wonder like who convinced janet to do something like that because she's very to us you know to us fans she's shy and you're asking her to you know pretty much go past her undies (laughs) We know that she is definitely much more modest in intimate settings. Like she's, she gets on stage and she's, she said herself that she's much more comfortable, you know, in front of 10,000 than she is in front of 10. And so, you know, on this set, you know, there's very few people and all eyes are on her. And so I can just imagine that she has to be greatly uncomfortable. Um, But I love that for the art, she she is fearless. She will do whatever for the art. And I like that. That's one of the things that I love about her is that, um, you know, she doesn't walk away from anything that might embarrass her or scare her if she thinks it will give her the best product or give her something unique or a different take on something. And I just love that. One of the things I remember about this video was the green, like the theme of green is seen through like the lightning uh, the fabric surrounding Janet's body and even her contacts were like this kind of bluish green color. And of course, her hair was wet and curly. And it just seems like she's, sur- you know, even though she's surrounded by water, and you see her in her in her, you know, purest form. It was just so beautifully done. And I'm just like, wow, I never, you know, I couldn't recall seeing another video like this where Janet was like, you know, bearing, you know, and it just felt so spiritual and enlightening. And uh, the video is so simple. Like, you know, she's sometimes it just looks like she's just like flutter kicking in water. And then sometimes she's like floating in the water and she's dipping her head under the water. It's so simple, but it's so beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's beautifully done. And it's captivating. Like you don't turn away you know when that video was on and she looked amazing yes i like the water i felt like it added a lot of emotion um to the song and it also gave it kind of a 
exposed feel, I guess you could say. Like, obviously, she's naked, but she's also in the water, which is makes you a little more vulnerable. So she's singing this very, like, emotionally vulnerable song. And we know since then, you know, there have been other folks who've tried to do the the underwater things. We had Britney Spears with her own every time. And then Rihanna's Stay, which I think she was in a bathtub though. As always, you know, we talk a lot about her different videos. And then there's often or not often a time that we can't find, you know, a video or two that came after that kind of reflected or paid tribute to Janet's videos because hers were always uh, blockbusters. They were revolutionary. And it seems like every time she did something, at least one person or two people had to repeat it. Yeah. And a cool thing I've actually found out about this video was that it actually premiered on uh, HBO on October the 5th, 1998. And it was actually... um you know, kind of, I guess their way of prom- leading or promoting them broadcasting the Velvet Rope Tour a week later. Yeah, I actually, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I saw the press release for um, the Velvet Rope Tour being aired on HBO. And that's exactly how they described it as like this was uh, uh world premiere was to lead to the concert and that they were going to be showing the video twice a day. As far as live performances, this song was only performed on the final show of the Velvet Rope Tour in Japan. So, again, this was a good revisit of this song. Like I said, I don't necessarily listen to this song very often, but when we decided that we were going to chat about it, I got a chance to go back and listen to it and watch the video. And, you know, I don't think I was fair to this song um, in 1998. And... I'm ready to give it a new lease on life. Uh, Might add it to the rotation. Okay, let's get into part two with our wonderful interview with Kelly Alexander. So we're going to pick right back up with our conversation about our beloved Janet Jackson with our special guest, Kelly Alexander. If you're looking for part one of our discussion, check out the You episode. So this really has been a tremendously exciting time for Janet Jackson fans with her being everywhere, it seems, for the time being. You know, last night she did a private show in San Francisco that we have heard rave reviews Mm -hmm. about. But it's really a good time to be a fan. You know, Cammie and I started this show thinking right after the State of the World tour the first leg, which we know now is the first leg, but we didn't know it was the first leg at the time. We thought that she would do what she normally does and like shut it down, Mm -hmm. pack it up, take couple years off enjoy life mm-hmm. um and maybe we would see her again in the near future but that hasn't been the case and it has really been probably the most exciting time to be a janet fan it feels like we're rolling right in from the rhythm nation era to the janet era to the velvet rope era like yeah we're just constant coverage of janet jackson so because of that i got two questions i want to ask mm-hmm. you You know about the Super Bowl controversy that we all have experienced and that we continue mm-hmm. to live every year since 2004, it seems like it's a conversation every year since 2004. Do you think that in the near future that Janet would ever do the Super Bowl again? Or should she do the Super Bowl? From everything that I've seen uh, from our Miss Janet, I feel like she is so over it. Yes. And, yeah. you know, and so and and I fully support that. I think that with regards to how all of that went down, 
I think that mm-hmm. she is above and beyond it. And she has no requirement to go back and revisit that because to me, she is so above it and so spectacular mm-hmm. that there's there's no point. Like she is just above and beyond. That's that's it. Yeah. I really want to like get in my car now. I think if I start driving now <laughs> in about 24 hours, I can high five you for that answer. <laughs> like. <laughs> Kim and I on our, our, our last chat, we had a discussion about Janet and the legend status. And I don't know if you feel this way. So agree or disagree or correct us or set us straight or help us see it in a new light. But do you feel like Janet's legend status is always in question? It feels like it's temporary. People are always looking to see what she's going to do next. Or I've heard this thing about is she still relevant? And I feel like we didn't have those conversations about you know, the Rolling Stones or Diana Ross or, you know, I feel like we didn't have still relevant conversations about folks who have proven themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, for 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. Um, But it feels like we have those conversations about Janet. How do you how do you how do you see it? Am I wrong? Well, well, here's the situation. Um, I can tell you as being a, a radio announcer that it's all about young, 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 young. Like who's young, who's hot, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that if you're in the the rock genre of things, you get like like a street pass or like a free pass, so you can be 70 year old Paul McCartney or whatever he is still doing his thing because you're doing rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like in Popland. It's just the careers aren't going to last like that anymore. And so I've had this conversation before where I feel bad for artists like, uh, you know, Madonna, uh, Janet. Like a lot of these um, amazing artists are not going to get played on certain radio stations anymore because they are deemed by whoever uh, to not be relevant anymore. And because they're in the pop world, that's part of it. So, like, if Janet was, like, mm. a ro- like a rock star, I'm meaning, like, you know, like, in rock or whatever, uh, like a Stevie Nicks or something, she mm-hmm. might not get that. But because she's part of pop world as well as being part of R&B land and rock, too, I think she kind of, you know, falls into that, that category, which is wrong, but that's the way the world is. And so, um, as far as I'm concerned... She doesn't have anything else to prove, although I think since she's had uh, baby Issa, I think it has given her octane to want to keep achieving. That's my my personal opinion. I feel like she's got this renewed sense of like, I want to do this and I want to do that and and she's going to do them. So I would say that uh, her legend status is intact. I'm not sure why people keep questioning it occasionally, except for the fact that she's in that pop realm and and the generation that she's from. Because again, Diana Ross, I think, was already legend status and kind of is revered in that way, whereas she wasn't in pop world in the 80s and 90s. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So uh, I think that's part of that reason. But I think that with what Janet has literally done in the last year, she has come back and blown everybody away by having sold out concerts. And so the fact that she's now come out, um, finished the tour, did amazing shows, did all these festivals, kicked butt, took numbers, you know what I mean? She is now back firmly where she should have been, even though I think true Janet fans like us know she never left. You know what I mean? So, so absolutely, that's it. So that's kind of how I feel. But like her legend status, and I'm I'm really annoyed that she has not been inducted into the Rock Hall yet. It's just ridiculous to me, absolutely ridiculous. And I'm super proud of Mike Litherland and his group of um, you know people that are trying so hard to get her in there. Um, and I will support them consistently. Yes. I've had Mike on the show, and 
And uh, I just, you know, and I, and, and, and it's funny enough, like, it's weird because, again, like with Super Bowl, I don't care if she goes back on there or not. You know what I mean? But it's, and again, I should feel the same way about the Rock Hall because I think she is above and beyond it too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's some part of me that just wants her to be in there because it's stupid that she's not. And Absolutely. so that's, right. that's the part where I'm like angry. Like my competitive mm-hmm. Kelly part is like, this is just lame. So so yes. that's why I, I care about it. Because otherwise I do think she's above and beyond that too. And she doesn't need that, you know, tagged onto her because she's already a legend anyway. Yeah, Cammy and I go back and forth on that because every now and then I just want to give up. And Cammy's <laughs> like, up. no, she should be no. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. But I'm to the point where I was like, I, I, and I know this isn't her, but I like want her to build a Jackson Museum like up the street. <laughs> <laughs> just cram it with all the memorabilia from their previous tours and like the whole family just just cram this place and like basically put Jackson Graceland right next to the Rock Hall and see how it does. I will be like, at the at the ticker tape opening. I will be there. <laughs> Like, I don't need your building. We have a big enough legacy that we can have our own building. Exactly. Yeah, she, uh, and it, I think what frustrates me the most is that I just think there's several reasons why they haven't put her in. And it all comes back to being ignorant, like ignorant people on that committee that should not mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. still be there. Um, or not even probably, they shouldn't be there. And so I have a lot of respect for, you know, what, why am I forgetting his name now from the roots? Uh, who's trying to get her in there? Questlove. Him, Questlove. That's it. So, yeah, because I think I think he has such a great sense of, of her. And I know he's pushed hard to get her in. And, and again, Mike and, and Mike's initiative. And so it's just lame. Like, it's absolutely idiotic that she is not in there. And I've had arguments with actually some of my um, colleagues because they know I'm a Janet fan. Like, I can't tell you the grief I've get sometimes for being <laughs> such an ardent Janet fan because they just think it's blind loyalty. But no, I'm like, no, she has the accolades. She has the credentials. Yeah, the credentials to to back up everything I'm saying. So I just wish they'd figure this out and realize that, you know, if Madonna can be in there, Janet should be too. There's no question. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I say this all the time, but I don't want to keep saying it. But she her costume is in the rock hall <laughs> in the women who rock exhibit like the nerve. How dare you ask me for my costume to display? And then now, mind you, it's been years. So I don't know if it's still there. I probably was there in like 2012 or 13. But how dare you keep my costume hanging in, this mu- in your museum <laughs> and not? Let me into the rock hall. Like, I want her to go get her stuff. She's very passionate about this. <laughs> a fist bump I'm sending from Montreal to the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> She's very yes. passionate. I am. I'm sorry. Yes. And I kudos to Mike as well. I ran into him. He was actually at the Charlotte show. Um, the Janet Jackson show. I sat literally right behind him. Uh at the concert so we had a chat about that and we're hoping to have him on our podcast soon as well great perfect yes so as we know janet's been talking a lot about the upcoming project um and she's been saying she's not sure if it's going to be an lp an ep or maybe just she may not do a project and just do a series of singles uh what is your perspective on that what do you hope she would do Well, again, from a radio announcer perspective, uh, from the top 40 realm, I know that right now, and it's been this way the last several years, it's a singles market, meaning like people are just putting out, especially in Popland and EDM, like everybody just keeps popping out singles, like, you know, once every two months or whatever it is. Like, you know, Calvin Harris is like the king of that, of course, and like Mm -hmm. a bunch, like the, you know, the Beavers of the world, all that sort of stuff. That's what they, they keep doing. But as a true... Janet fan and R&B lover and pop lover, Janet tells stories. 
through her albums. And so I would love another full-length LP from her, like 1,000%, no question. And I do hope that, um, you know, on the album, they would put a uh, – well, here's the thing. I don't think she needs to put, like a, con- like, a conscious effort to, like, you know, let's have a good single. You know what I mean? I think she right. already knows how to craft good singles. So mm-hmm. I think it would be great if they kind of had a bit of a plan, like, yeah, we want- we know this one could go, like, this one's going to go. But I want her to tell stories. I want her to tell a complete story like she did with The Velvet Rope, like she did with Rhythm Nation, like she did with the Janet album. This is what we expect from her. And I love her little vignettes in between the songs. That's my favorite. And so yes, we got to have the interludes. We got to have the interludes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so my vote goes to a, a full-length album with the little interludes and um, the little crazy outtakes that we, we hear from her. Because I think that brings her, like, that endears her to us even more. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, what we would miss if it was a series of singles is, and she says it herself, that her albums are her diaries. Right. And so... I feel like we would miss a lot if she put out just individual singles versus, you know, a crafted piece uh, where she kind of tells the story because she usually tells us like what's been going on since the last time we saw you. Yeah. And so I I think we kind of I think we have been spoiled by that. And I can certainly understand, though, that the market is changing and Mm -hmm. she's changing as well. Right. She's wanting to do some experimenting with her new record label and. Yep you know, try with some different types and styles of music for some different markets. So I get that. Uh, but, and I never want to hold a person to what they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. I always want people to be free to create and become their best selves. But I still kind of want old Janet to make us an album where she's talking on a speakerphone or something. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> and I think that she has such, um, again, like a renewed uh, or kickstarted energy, if we can call it that, that like there's nothing saying that she can't drop an LP and then drop a bunch of, you know, different singles like for these different markets that she's been talking about. Like she's she's got the the team around her to help do it. So I think the sky's the limit for her. And I love that she has this renewed passion. Like it's just so inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just got one more question for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Janet's, you know, longevity in this music business, which is tough. Other than, you know, you mentioned her and uh, Daniel Caesars. Do you see someone out there that may can have you know that two three decade run like like a Janet not necessarily just be like Janet but has that has that drive and has that material that we'll be talking about them when you know when I'm 70. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's gonna be hard I think my vote would have to go to her like I think I think from all the the things that I've seen and and heard from her, I know she doesn't. I don't think she actually likes being interviewed either. To be honest, I, I get that sense. But it sounds like she like music is not just an occupation for her. It's her life. Like she needs mm-hmm. to create, otherwise she would be in big trouble. And so I think that that thought process or that um, motivation will make her. Uh, and I think her real name is Gabby Wilson, if I've done my research, like she will stay around for decades because she has no other option. Like she has to be a musician. She has to say her piece. So I think that uh, she would get my vote for longevity, especially in the R&B world. And again, in the pop world, like it's really hard. You know, it's really hard mm-hmm. these days because, I mean, even if you look mm-hmm. at like one artist that I think has been able to to transcend a bit of the test of time is Pink because um, she's, yes. she's 38 yes. right now and people still love her. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, and she's still relevant. Mm -hmm. But even like 
you know, I'm a big, I have no problem saying this. I'm a big fan of Katy Perry. I think she's awesome. And, but Mm -hmm. she's going to have to, you know, work hard to stay relevant as well because her last album didn't, didn't do that well. You know, I know the tour is going okay. She did well on her tour, but it didn't resonate. The singles just weren't there, even though I liked a lot of them. It's just, and she's, you know, crossing it. I don't think she's 35 yet, but she's coming close, you know, and she's very much pop. Like she's, cause Pink has a lot of rock to her and, and depth and all that kind of stuff. But, Pink, uh, but Katie's very much pop, like what's happening now. And so it's going to be hard for her, I think, to, to stay around. But um, I'm a card carrying Katie cat as well. So, so I, I hope she stays, she stays too. But if, if I could give a pop example, it's really hard because of just the, the way the genre is and, and, you know, it goes to, you know, it's the next 20 year old that's coming up. Like, who's that going to be? You know what I mean? So, so I have a lot yeah. of respect for Katie. I hope she's, she kicks around. I hope. And even like, you've probably noticed too, uh, I know she hasn't had a new project out as of yet. I think we're getting one soon, but um, even Rihanna, like Rihanna is starting to look a little like where people are like, ah, you know, even yeah. though she's super <laughs> talented and, and has a lot of things to say, but her next album is going to have to do very well, I think. Otherwise, she will starting she will start down that path where people are like, "Oh, is she gonna is she gonna stay around? Is she gonna be relevant?" Yeah, yeah. I've seen um, a couple of blogs where her fans were like, "We need music now," or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're about to abandon the ship pretty much. But yeah, I think Kelly Clarkson is doing a pretty good job of trying to. Oh, stay I love relevant. her. That's a great example. I and pl- and if we could put this out to the universe, I hope I interview Kelly Clarkson. And then oh. I, I want to ask her about when she did her cover of If, because she's clearly a Janet fan, too. So I'd love yes. to see her yeah. on the show. I think she'd be great. Yeah, I love Kelly. I think she Kelly will be around for a long time because people have such affinity for her. So, yeah, that's a great example. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you. OK, so you have agreed to stick around for a game. So we're going to transition to that and get to it. Let's do it, ladies. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this week we are playing a game in which Cam, my cousin Cam, and Miss Kelly Alexander, each of you will have five seconds to come up with three answers to a question. Oh, boy. So, for example, if I say name three types of cats, you might answer lion, tiger, leopard. Oh, oh, <laughs> Cam, you're gonna win. Just so you know, you're gonna win. <laughs> I'm thinking Siamese. I'm like, Siamese a cat. Uh, <laughs> I actually came up with. I was like, is stray a cat? Does stray? I love that. I would accept that answer. So okay, I am great. the arbiter. So I would have accepted that answer um, and I will be the timekeeper, but you all will have to keep your own points because I can't do more than two things at once. Okay, cool. Oh, so boy. <laughs> let's go. So if you come up with three correct answers in the time allowed, you will get a point and play will go to the next person. So the person with the most points at the end of <laughs> will be the winner. <laughs> so if, if we're terrible, you'll stop this short then? <laughs> yes. Okay, no, she, she or, won't. <laughs> or we'll go longer until you all get better. <laughs> okay, great. Great. <laughs> Whichever works. Miss Kelly Alexander, since you are our guest, we'll let you go first. I'm ready. All right. So, Cam, keep us honest. Okay. All right. Name three Janet albums. Velvet Rope, uh, Rhythm Nation, Janet Period. Wow, she got it. That was four seconds. My word. Wow. Okay. All right, Cam. 
Cam? I got the feeling mine's about to be hard. Yo, Cam, listen, I just want you to know the competition is tough. She 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 played slob with that stray answer, but she is ready. Oh, boy. All right, Cam. All right, Cam. Three Michael Jackson songs. Don't stop till you get enough thriller beat it. All right, three seconds. What Cam, you are okay. quick. You are quick. You are fast. <laughs> I am I nervous. I, I am nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly. Three types of milk. Two percent, one percent, homogenized. Wow, I really was not expecting that. I thought you were going to say almond. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, homogenized. No. <laughs> I am Googling it. As we <laughs> I do that like I do like that? almond milk because I should have said that. <laughs> this is what happens when you ask a farm girl about types of milk. Cause don't right, you ask Cam, me about no you. milk. Uh, right. Don't ask me about no milk. <laughs> I need Cam three substitute swear words. What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy, holy moly, holy cow. Time. <laughs> what? Oh, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> See, I would have swore in French and you wouldn't have known. <laughs> you wouldn't have known. No, you could have said anything. Thing, Cam. You could have been like hot pickles. I would have accepted that because I love you. But you didn't say anything. Nobody says hot pickles instead of. You know, I no one says holy moly either, but here we are. I did All say right. holy moly dinner. All okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think I'm it's counting. Two to one. Is, is it two to one? Yeah. Kelly beat me by one. She All got right. two. So it's back on Kelly. Name three people, artists that Janet has collaborated with. Uh, Buster Rhymes, uh, Q-Tip, and uh, oh, Boo. Damn. <laughs> I failed that. Yes. All right, Cam. You got a chance to make a comeback. It's two to one. Q-tip. All right, Cam. Okay. No, Q- no, no. I can't answer hers. You got to get a new one. No, you can't just name the people she named. I, th- I thought I was going to steal that one. I was ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right, Cam. Here's your question. Three uh, singers that go by one name. Rihanna, Madonna. Anne Marie, Anne Marie, who? Anne Marie. Cam, I love that you know who she is. Go, girl. Na 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 na. Oh, is is this one? Oh, Anne Marie. Yeah, Anne Marie, Anne Marie, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were out of time, anyways. I really thought you were gonna say Prince. I had Prince on my mind at the time. Say Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Brandy. Or Adele. Or Monica. Or Monica. <laughs> oh, now y'all give me the answers after I done messed it up. I think I want that. That's a point for Anne Marie. Come on now. I feel like time was up. Was it? Okay. A, you you okay. let me know. Okay, it was up. All right. It's so oh. Still two to one. We didn't have 40 minutes of argument, and it's still two to one. <laughs> Kelly, you see how she does me? You see how this works. <laughs> All my life, I had to fight. <laughs> All right, all right. So back to Kelly. Uh, it's a good one. Three performers who've done Janet Jackson tributes. Oh, my God. Uh, Pink, Usher. Um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting your name? Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> uh, 
I was trying to say Maya, but I totally... Maya? I would have accepted Maya. I would have accepted Sierra. would have accepted Normani. would have accepted her. Fail. I failed. (laughs) It's okay. So so we're still two to one. And Cam, I'm trying to give you a chance to tie it, but we can't go forever, okay? Hers is kind of easy, though. I got... Listen, I got you. (laughs) You cuz. I got you. Three TV shows Janet has been in. Fame, Different Strokes, and uh, Good Times. Oh, yes. Woohoo! Under the wire. Very good. <laughs> the roof. All right. The We're roof. all tied up. Very nice. <laughs> okay. So Tiebreaker. This will be the last round, okay? All right. All right. Here we go. Kelly, three potato chip flavors. All dressed, salt and vinegar, and natural. Oh my goodness, you could have not said anything more Canadian. Like, <laughs> what's all dress? <laughs> I love all dress. Literally the most Canadian thing in the world. Yep. That's my favorite flavor. It's my jam. <laughs> she got too many weapons here. <laughs> I know. She was going to use a different language. Now she's using foreign foods. It's She's doing a lot. Oh. Okay. All right, but Cam, the pressure is on. You right. can tie this up. We can end in a stalemate. I'm ready. Three superheroes. Superwoman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Oh, wow. You're better at that than I thought. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time in my room. All right. All right. Well, you know, we can, we can, we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it at a tie. <laughs> Both of you ladies did exceptionally well. So I want to make sure you get your parting gifts of all of my thoughts and prayers. Perfect. Thank you. Cam, I high five you. Thanks for being a formidable uh, uh, opponent. Yes, yes. Kelly. And thank you for so bringing the pain. You brought it, girl. You let me know if you it. ever want to uh, spar in karate. We'll try that. Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you might bring out some more stuff. I don't know. All... Some Kelly's more Canadian well stuff. I'll bring out some Canadian yeah. 360. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Yes. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, my cousin, I just want to let you know, she's been excited for weeks. So yes. she she kept prepping me, like, be prepared, <laughs> watch these videos. So I hope I did her proud. I hope we did you proud, Kelly. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work that you're doing as a Janet fan. I love it. Love it. Love it. We cannot tell you what it means to have the opportunity to talk to you about our beloved Janet Jackson. And really thank you for everything that you do for the Jan fam. And really the way that you use your platform to continue to shine a light on Janet Jackson and all those who love her. Come back anytime. It has been such a pleasure. Well, ladies, thank you so much. It truly was an honor to uh, to have you guys reach out to me. Um, I don't often get to be the guest, so uh, it's been different to sort of take off my interviewing hat and, and be the, the person answering the questions. So, uh, again, I just want to thank the two of you. It was so kind of you to ask for, for me to be on the show. And, again, just so much love and light to all the, the Janet fans, the Jam fam, because you've been so great. I truly appreciate it. I really mean that I'm humbled and blessed by all of your support. I will continue to do the best I can to represent you when I get to speak to any Janet-related people, and hopefully Janet's coming down the line at some point so thank you so much and yeah keep following us on our social media at kelly alexander show and our youtube channel we're going to keep doing the best we can for you so thank you so so much okay that's it for us on behalf of myself courtney Stribble, and my cousin cousin cam we'd like to thank you for spending time with us if you like our show please subscribe at itunes google play or wherever you get your podcast also chat with us via twitter and instagram at jj today pod 
Feel free to leave us a comment, drop us a like, and tell another Janet Jackson fan about our show. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever.